So one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. Today, you're going to get to hear from physical therapist and running coach Adam Schwartz, and owner of Run Mental in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You're going to get to hear about a bunch of different topics, but my favorite that we covered today were strength training for runners and the importance of it, as well as some training principles that all runners should keep in mind while going through the training process to stay injury free. As I mentioned, he's a physical therapist as well, so super excited for him to share his knowledge and background and shed some light on these topics as well. And then probably my favorite part is when we get to hear about his own running journey and his own running goals right now. I think a lot we can relate. I can relate to his running goals right now as we're similar in age. He's 28 and he also has similar goals of track aspirations. You know, a lot of people at this age are going after road racing goals, but he has similar aspirations. So you're going to have to stay tuned to listen to that. That's more towards the end. We get to know his goals, his background. He has a little bit of an injury um, story as well. Um, And then lastly, stay tuned for his breaking five moment because he literally has an amazing, seriously amazing, amazing breaking five moment. You will not want to miss it. And with further ado, here we go. I'm here with Adam Schwartz today. Um, Adam is the owner of Run Mental, and he is a physical therapist and running coach in Colorado Springs, Colorado, um, and brought him in today to get to know a little bit about his story as both a physical therapist and running coach, as well as his own running story. Welcome, Adam. I'm super excited to have you and get to know a little bit more about your story. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, if you don't mind, would you mind giving our listeners a little bit of background um, on your running journey? Let's start with your running side of things. Like, when did you start running? How did you get into running? And where has it brought you to? Yeah. Uh, so I really started, like, running was my thing starting my sophomore year of high school. Um, I ran track in my freshman year, but it was kind of just, I like to do it. I enjoyed like the conditioning piece of, you know, the soccer basketball I did, you know, previously, but it wasn't until I did cross country that sophomore year that I got hooked on the process and the fact that how well I did was completely dependent on how much work I put into it, as opposed to like, you could practice for hours and hours and months, um, basketball, soccer, football, whatever it is. But if your teammates aren't all on board with that, like you're, you're limited by that. Yeah. Um, so that's what, what got me kind of hooked on that as well as I made some really close friends with, um, that season. So that's that. And then I, you know, I thought at the end of my high school career, you know, that was going to be it as far as being on a team. Cause I wasn't, you know, I was okay for a high school athlete, but to take it that next level, I, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I was touring, uh, the university where I ended up going and the, the woman from the admissions office was like, she found out I ran. She's like, oh, let me get in, get you in touch with the coach. It's like, uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't think you it's going to You run. You must out, be able but... to be on the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, fortunately, it was only, it happened only to be like the second year that the program had been reinstated. Okay. So the team was super young. You know, coach was, you know, as long as you're going to bring a positive atmosphere, you know, work hard, you know, we'll take you on. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> I didn't even want to go anywhere else pretty much. So uh ran for four years there and then continued. I also went to grad school there. Where was this at? What? In St. Louis at Maryville University. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. And pretty much continued to run with the team a lot 
for the, my last two years there um, as well. So that that's most of my background as far as running. And then I've continued to, to run fairly competitively you know, since then. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I love what you said. Um, something to the effect of like what you love about running is just kind of it's dependent on, you know, how much you show up, how much you put into it, not necessarily um, you know, I think that's one thing that, I mean, it's any sport, but to a degree, you have a little bit more control over than other sports, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course there's still racing and a mindset part of it that could go wrong, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then that's not to negate, you know, a lot of people think, uh, track and cross is a very individual sport, but it's, it's very team as well. Just not yeah. the same degree that, that other sports are. Right. Right. No, for sure. Um, and then, so, and I, we were chatting a little bit before the, the show started, you said you got injured your senior year in high school, correct? Yes. Um, what type of injury did you have? It's, you know, to put a diagnosis on, it's kind of <laughs> tricky. It was, you know, my left TFL, so like the front and outside of the hip for non-clinician listeners, <laughs> got really sensitive for probably lack of a better term. Um, because I was, you know, we had a group of guys, five of us, um, that were pretty solid and we had some big goals for the season. So all summer we really hammered volume and probably running a lot faster than we needed to. (laughs) And a few weeks into the season, this thing kind of showed up and, you know, I couldn't really tolerate running because of it. So found myself, um, with a choice to either, I was given the choice to either, kind of pushed through it. Um, I mean, there wasn't anything, no red flags, nothing like dangerous from continuing to run um, or shut it down for a month, which looking back was like, that's a ridiculous scenario for (laughs) for what was going on. But, um, you know, you learned that years later. Yep. (laughs) Um, So I, I, I pushed on and basically ran like once a week, almost just in a race. I uh, gradually saw my fitness decline a little bit and it was just like elliptical um, every other day. So that was that. And just did some therapy, strengthened it up, reduced the running and gradually built back up and I was good to go. Okay. So, yeah. So you kind of, so you, did you kind of lose your cross season in this? Was it cross? Did you say? It was cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not lose that season, but you weren't at your peak necessarily for that. Lap, I, yeah. Right? Yeah. But you had kind of mentioned that that kind of first, you know, got your attention on physical therapy, right? Is that yes. kind of when you decided yeah. to do physical yeah, therapy? Yeah, it was, I knew I wanted to do something health and wellness. I didn't know if that was going to be PT, Cairo, just personal training of some sort or, or what, but having that exposure to PT at that point, what, you know, it was just the right timing. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Then you committed to it in, into college and that was, you, that was it. You're, you're set. Yeah. <laughs> When did you decide you wanted to focus on runners? Because you mainly focus on runners, or that's kind of the path now, right? Yes. That you're going? Um, I would say fairly early on. I mean, it was definitely before I graduated. I knew going into it, I, I wanted to do something sports-related, athletics, um, which, you know, I guess most people have some sort of exposure to PT due to an injury and then decide to go into it, I feel like. Um, so I thought everybody was like me, <laughs> came from some sort of athletic background yeah. um, and then wanted to go into athletics because that was the only exposure I had of PT. I didn't know we were in hospitals and nursing homes and everywhere else in the world, it seems like, right. uh, doing all sorts of stuff. So that was a bit of an eye opener uh, to learn that, that there's only actually a handful of us that were kind of in a similar boat. Um, so you know, going through school is kind of funny. They were like, oh, keep an open mind, keep an open mind. You know, right. you know, we've had so many people, you know, they want to do sports and then they end up somewhere else. I'm like, I don't know. I like, I mean, that might be for them, but I just like, there's never been anything else for me, right or wrong. Yep. Um, so over time, as my running developed and I learned more uh, and I started to understand some of the mistakes I made in the past. And then I look around at the running community and I'm like, you guys are doing the stuff I was doing. Like we need to do better. Yep. So it gradually just kind of shifted that, that focus kind of narrowed down to, to be more just runners. 
That's awesome. I think it's funny, like what you said, same thing, like, oh, have an open mind. Like, I feel like I was told that too, in the sense of not by everyone, I won't say, but you know, early on, like, oh, don't just assume you even want to work with athletes. Cause like for me, same thing. I feel like I came in, I feel like I was very naive. I was same thing. Like I was like, I didn't even know we could be other places. Like I thought we were just working with athletes. I didn't know I was going to work with, I mean, I was as naive as like, I didn't realize how much like back pain and neck pain there was. I thought we were just with athletic injuries. Like, I mean, even into clinicals a little bit, I'll be honest. I was just kind of like, oh, or it just didn't hit me. I don't know what it was. (laughs) Maybe it's just, I always knew I wanted to, yeah, work with athletes. And really I had that, you know, runner focus too. Um, But same thing. I'll keep an open mind. Okay, I will. I will. But I mean, here we both are working with runners and I think we knew from (laughs) the start then. Um, yeah. so that's cool that like you knew that and that you have gone on now to, to, to be doing that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you mentioned that, you know, you see a lot of runners out there, um, and you're like, they're doing the same things as I was. What are those, those things they're doing? Um, and, and where could they improve upon those things? <laughs> yeah, I think it's <clears throat> by and large, it's having your, your highest intensity day and your lowest intensity day being very close together, not having as polarized of a, a model, um, no, no strength training, <laughs> you know, everybody does kind of the same thing. It's all, or, or if they do strength training, we'll say, uh, it's all body weight stuff and, yeah. you know, nothing that's sometimes not that specific to running, um, not to put, you know, I mentioned this in, in my webinar, which I know you listen to, yep. um, like the clamshell, like everybody does clamshells in the running community, which is great. It's a great exercise for the right person at the right time. But to think that's going to translate into improved running performance or reducing your injury risk, I, I don't know that that's really there. Right, right. Um, so it's kind of capitalizing on some of those things. And not that everyone's doing stuff completely wrong. It's just it needs to be refined and have a little bit better understanding. Right. And I think there's so much knowledge out there. Like, I mean, obviously it's not enough because people are still doing, you know, other things, but so many, so much knowledge out there that, you know, a number of us can be sharing and why not like bring that into the running world because running injuries are just so prevalent. And um, I think there's a degree of, I mean, I don't know if you agree like that some sometimes and often runners don't necessarily want to listen or adopt new thinking do you see that a lot or does it does it take an injury for them to want to do that or are there people that are that are open to adopting new ways think, of thinking <laughs> i think it's a little bit of all all of the above i think I, i've worked with some people who are very ready to accept that um, ready to change want to do something different because what they've done in the past hasn't really worked that well um, other people like, you know, what I've done forever has worked. And like, you know what, for you, that's great. Yeah. Obviously it works for you. I'm not going to try and change your mind. You know, your performances speak for themselves. You know, is there a little bit more we could squeak out with something? Maybe, but maybe that's a situation where we add in something and it, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, it ends up being a little too much for them or, you know, it doesn't work with their lifestyle. I don't know. Right. And they get into some trouble. And then I feel like there's others that sit in the middle and they're like, maybe they get injured and they're all on board. And then once things start going smoothly, you know, and they get back to training and all that kind of, they forget about all that stuff. Right. And they end up having it, you know, another issue somewhere down the line. It's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) It's like, I told you. I feel like sometimes it takes a number of injuries till it's, I mean, I could even maybe say that's for me, like a number of injuries till like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to adopt a new mindset about running. Um, but it's hard because, you know, we, yeah, we love running. We like, we, we want to go fast, you know, on in some days when we're not supposed to. And it's, yeah, it, can, it becomes more of uh, not all about just the performance, but how it makes us feel and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, I, a couple of things to note, I guess, like the one thing you had said that, you know, you see a lot of runners wanting to do more of like, like the high intensity training or body weight and stuff instead of the weights necessarily. I feel like I see that too. I think a lot of that maybe stems from like we're cardio junkies or not, not all of us. I've always liked strength training. Like I love strength training, but a a lot of runners just love that, that cardio. So if they can go do a HIIT workout and it's kind of strength, then they want to count that as their strength. Right. (laughs) Um, But really, I mean, I think what you're saying is, you know, strength should as, I mean, we're right now, as we're recording, we're in 
quarantine season. So maybe a little harder to load it up, but you would agree like to, to, to load it up, to go heavier, what you can do at least with good form. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, I think it's pretty clear in the strength and conditioning world that, you know, we need heavy loads to truly improve strength and tissue resilience. I mean, a, a body weight air squat, I don't care how many you do is, you know, only going to elicit so much adaptation. So. Right. It's not, it's hard to even call it strength training. I guess. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> You're doing a squat, but are you really building strength? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Um, and I remember from your webinar I had listened to at some point you're like, and if anything else, you should be doing this for just your health too. Like it's, you know, like lifting in general is good. And especially as you age for your health, not just running. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, sarcopenia is, it's a real thing and it's, <laughs> it's a real problem, you know, with the older individuals. Yep. You know, I, I tell people all the time, like there is no population of people that are exempt from the recommended you know, two to three times a week of strength training. Yep. You know, certainly in the case of an endurance athlete, you know, maybe you have a goal race and that, you know, that, that shifts and you don't do so much of that, but over the course of a year, like that should be a, a staple in your programming. Yep. And I think, and for listeners that are, you know, not in the medical term, sarcopenia is where you're, you know, losing muscle um, basically for the most easiest um, explanation. So um, but, but yes, as you get older, it becomes even, yeah, even more important. And I know one good thing it's from your webinar that I, or you had talked about is you like to have your athletes, not necessarily, they don't have to be in the gym forever, right? Like 30 minutes, you, you can get it done in. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, and that's another reason I like to go a little heavier. Like you get in, you do your work, you get the stimulus and you get out of there. Like, mm -hmm. We spend enough time running, fiddling around with shoes on whatever <laughs> running forum you want to you want to spend your time on. Like we we don't need to you know waste our time in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get strong and, and spend hours and hours a week in there. That's get in and get out. And two to three, you usually do. You said two to three times, thirty minutes, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know from listening to your webinar too, but. Do you like to have your athletes? I know this is a common a question we'll get. Do you like to have your athletes um, lift after or before they run? Yeah. <laughs> Classic answer of it depends. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, typically, I like to do after if life lets us do that. Um, just because the window of the, the molecular biology around the adaptation that happens from that is a 12 hour window after you lift as opposed to three hours after a hard running session. If it's an easier day, you know, especially a day that's not depleting in any nature, um, I don't think it really matters so much. Yeah. Um, but if I have a choice, I like to go after. Yeah. No, and I think for the most part, I feel like for most runners, even just not even knowing, like going off of that, like what you were talking about, it's just what we prefer probably is to do our, a run first and lift after. <laughs> yeah. And it's also a prior, like a prioritizing too. Like if yeah. you are going to expend yourself in a session, let's let it be in the run and then modify our lifting. Right. Cause that, that's secondary. It's purely supplementary. Um, it, it's not to replace your running. It's to enhance it. Right. And like one thing, like I know I've said before, and it just like you, we've, you said like it depends if someone their main focus is like getting stronger at the time or they're new to lifting and they just really want to focus on lifting i'll tell them okay we could do the lifting first in that case like we really need to focus there like the running is not the focus like let's say it's for weight loss or something like that like okay in in that case that might be a better option for them so they're putting more of their effort into the strength than being depleted um but think the, the end all answer it's just it depends i get that question all the time so i just figured it'd be good for our listeners just to hear it from someone else too like i'm not Absolutely. lying when i tell you yep. it depends it just it really does <laughs> um so so moral of the story do your strength i'm not the only person no i i'm sure a bunch of the people i'll be bringing on same thing um but just good to have another resource and reference um someone working with runners that you know sees the same the same thing um 
so so you so you were like you were telling me a little bit about your story you just got out to colorado springs right yeah <laughs> really? uh middle of march and it was like a week or two before we went on state lockdown so, <laughs> so it was a it's been an interesting transition to say the least yeah that's that's crazy and and then so you you have your is it um cash based or are you looking to build a uh, brick and mortar with your business for the physical therapy side um, sorry right is it now, concierge or i didn't say that well concierge or brick and mortar that's <laughs> good it, right now it's all telehealth right um, so i do <laughs> yeah. have a a job lined up in a clinic that will be insurance based everything i do is more out of network right kinda, the cash base um kind of thing uh long-term goal is to kind of have my own spot um i don't know maybe i shouldn't be saying this that <laughs> case my uh, employer hears this oh okay um but it, it's okay <laughs> um yeah until i get you know more ingrained into the community um make some connections right now i don't know anybody right uh, i think the biggest thing you know i want to know some get to know some physicians in the area in the event i right. do need to refer out like that's very important um i want to, people that i'm taking care of to go somewhere they're also going to be taken care of yep um so that's the long-term goal um, for now, just trying to get myself into, into the community and develop some sort of reputation, hopefully a good one. Right. Maybe virtual right now, but you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's just a, yeah crazy to move somewhere, like not be able to, to start up your job because it's quarantine, you're not working and now, um, but also maybe it's kind of cool that you can start and you're doing your telehealth and kind of start up those sides of things with your, with your business. Yeah. Um, I would love to know what's the meaning behind run mental or how, where did you come up with that? Is there much behind that or is there nothing behind that? <laughs> yeah, no. So I was, so I got into a little bit of triathlon during high school, not high school, I'm sorry, in college. Um, and my coach happened to be, happened to swim in high school. So he, he kind of, knew a little bit about that um and he did some programming for me and i you know i was just watching some highlights of like kona and the world championships and on one of the highlight videos from one of the years i think it's 2012 it pans by this hat that's just sitting on a rock and it says mental on it okay i was like that's kind of cool <laughs> you know i mean to, for someone to do an iron man or, or endurance in general right. in this day and age, like you gotta be, I mean, not, not a politically correct way to say this, but you gotta be a little mental, like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's by no means do you need to be doing this. Um, so I was like, so I just combined, you know, running's my thing and then the mental thing, I just combined run mental. It's like, and it just kind of over time, you know, it, it started off as more of a, a mantra for me. Like, we got to change our mindset because, you know, we just got to, you know, be working hard and we got to kind of be a little bit crazy, <laughs> our ambitions and, and going after stuff. Uh, but over time, it's kind of become more of like, let's just change the way we think about training and how we approach this and be a little more holistic and whole person about it and not be so focused on the X's and Y's of our training program. But how does it incorporate into you as a person, you as your, in your life? Um, so that's kind of where it's at today. I like it. That's awesome. You just, you saw that, but then it just kind of transformed and became a mantra, but also just a much deeper meaning behind, behind all that. And I love the, the concept of being, yeah, like holistic or looking at the whole person. It's not just all, like you said, X and Y. So for, for, for you is that meaning like it's not just about the training plan like it's so much more than just the training plan you're giving your athletes is that kind of the gist i'm getting yeah i mean with everybody there's a discussion of like how is this going to integrate into your life at work with your yeah. family with how you're sleeping and eating currently you know if you you know you have a week and um you know you're not sleeping well or whatever i actually have a, a chiropractic student i'm working with right now like and they do like trimesters instead of just two semesters okay so they, they go to school almost like year round but <laughs> you got three three one to two week blocks every so often of like a finals portion 
Okay. We, we always have to modify there. Yeah. Um, he also is from North Carolina and is going to school in St. Louis. So occasionally, you know, he has an 18 hour drive either to or from uh, during his breaks. So, you know, we occasionally have to, you know, modify and change things. You can't just stick to a rigid plan. There has to be some right. flexibility in there. Right. Otherwise it's not going to work out. You're going to yeah. find yourself in one of our clinics. Yep. Yep. That's why I like, yeah, cust or general plans, you know, that aren't custom are just so hard to do. I've never really done them. I recently did them just for this Corona time because I was running a group for a group of runners just to all race on the same time. And I, you know, did it, but it was so hard to do. Cause I'm like, well, it depends. I don't know. I don't really know your background. I don't know this. And like, yeah. I don't know, you could still get injured if you follow this. I can't guarantee that's not happening. We never can anyways, but um, but I like, yeah, what you said there, cause it kind of relates to what you were saying earlier too. I feel like, <clears throat> or you started to allude to it, I think a little bit in the sense of, you know, every athlete and every injury is just so different. It doesn't really, you know, it's not just cookie cutter and it's not, you know, um, some athletes might tolerate 40 miles. Some might tolerate 60 miles. It just is all, all dependent on lifestyle and what works for them. Um, in like, and I just feel like that's why it's so, it's so helpful to have a coach and it's not just having a running plan. Yeah, definitely. You, even as a coach, like I still make the same mistakes. Right. I yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm dealing with a little bit of a, I mean, I don't know what tendon specifically involved, but a little bit of a tendinopathy in my ankle. Mm -hmm. um, probably <clears throat> a post-tib would be the most likely. And, you know, I look back, it's like, well, yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely the day it happened. <laughs> I did, I did too much that day. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. Right. Right. Or like when people ask, cause like I have a coach too. And people are like, Oh, you have a coach. I'm like, yeah. Like I need someone to tell me like to hold me back or push me or all that. Like I'm just the same as you when it comes to being an athlete. Like, yeah. Yeah. Recently I've been, I feel like pushing my easy runs more than I should. Um, and I've talked to my coach a little bit and we're, we're good with it right now, but I'm kind of like, if I get injured, Hey, you guys will be the first to know. And I'll just admit that I've just been pushing it too hard and I don't know, <laughs> just yeah. can't help it. But yeah, we still have our aches and pains, even as physical therapists and running coaches just, you know, and there's no way we can guarantee not having an, an injury. I think, you know, someone was once saying like, if you run, you're basically bound to get injured at some point. <laughs> right. But we can do the best we can to, hopefully help pre prevent that. Yep. Um, awesome. What, um, I guess going back to your name too, and like the run mental, do you have any like mindset tips that you like to use as a runner? Is that a big part of what you do as like a coach and a runner? Um, or not necessarily, does that not have to do with the name? I don't, I don't know if there's anything directly that I do. Um, I, I think it just evolves more in the discussion of expectations and strategizing you know how we're going to attack certain races or workouts etc um I don't, I don't know if there's any specific tips and tricks that i have yeah uh, i know for myself personally sometimes it's just continually telling myself just go just go just go just <laughs> and eventually you reach that finish line um yeah it's i i think with anything you know, it's, it's just about reminding yourself to be consistent mm -hmm. just day after day, put in the effort, you know, in a, in an appropriate manner, right. I'll, I'll add, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and you'll get there. And I think a lot of the, the grittiness, the, the tips and tricks that work for you will naturally come out of that. You'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Be different. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything you do? specifically or? well I would say like from a mindset part like I didn't necessarily do this in college or anything but since I have started using like mantras and that tends to work for me like I was just telling oh I was I was interviewing my my college coach the other day and I don't think I ever used mantras in college basically just like repeat something over and over to yourself and I was doing a half marathon once when I was not very trained I just did it and like went into this race not very trained and for whatever reason, I just started telling myself, like, I am strong, I am capable. And I just kind of like repeated it over and over again. And I thought I had a pretty respectable, considering how much I'd been running, 
race. Um, and that's kind of where my mantra started. I don't know. I must've picked it up obviously from somewhere or heard of it. Like I know about mantras. Um, so I will try to use that. It doesn't always work. You know, some days I'm feeling it. Some days it's just not feeling it. Yeah. Um, but that does tend to work. I'm definitely a person I have to, I need to figure out a way to tune things out or calm myself down. Like I don't need to get more pumped up for races. That is for sure. Like I am enough, you know, pumped up, not even pumped up, like anxious. Like I'm more on the side of how can we get you to calm down, not to care. Like I need to care less and that's how I can perform better. Um, so, you know, working with that side of, you know, I guess psychology and I've never worked with a like sports psychologist, but I think that could be kind of cool to do like, and, and play around with some techniques or whatnot. Yeah. I think it's, it's great. You mentioned that like almost caring less and not yeah. being as pumped up because there's so much, especially on a race day, there's so much energy in the air, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like you're going to be plenty good to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't, I haven't, it's been a long time since I've listened to music or something before a race with the intent of getting pumped up. Pumped up. <laughs> it just, it amplifies things too much and then you get into it and it's like you're already drained. Yep. So I, I've kind of found the same same thing. I actually try to go if I can, like I'll go a couple blocks away from a race, okay. do all my drills and my strides and warm up and everything. Yeah. And then like minutes before the gun goes off, I come back and I just show up on the start line. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like like hopping fences because they shut everything down, close it all <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like I just can't like be there for yeah. too long before the yeah. race. Yeah. Have you found any other like pre-race strategies that work with, obviously it sounds like being by yourself and just doing your thing and getting to the starting line right beforehand. That sounds actually, that would be good for me. So I don't have time to get nervous. Just get there and go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, as far as like mentality, I, you know, I don't think so. I, I try to walk through, like, while I do that, I try to walk through the race, um, you know, start off very controlled, you know, I'm trying to visualize it as best I can. If I know the course, I know in the grand scheme thing, a lot of people are, you know, maybe traveling to a race and you, you can't know that. Right. Um, but if you do, you know, just visualize as much as you can, kind of walk through it, your game plan, your strategy, and then understand there might be some flexibility that, you know, goes around that based on weather, based on depending on how competitive you are, you know, if someone needs to just pass you, are you going to latch on? Or are you going to like hang back? And sometimes that decision, you know, doesn't arrive before the race. It's in the moment. You got to kind of figure that out with experience but right yeah yeah no no that's good do you are you uh um you feel like you're a strong racer like you have a strong mindset about racing average or is that anything you've struggled with or anything like that I think it depends on the day yeah (laughs) (laughs) some days you're just like really on point and like nobody's gonna beat me today unless you are at that level of fitness that I just can't compete at uh but if you're anywhere around me no, you're not going to beat me. And I've had other days where it's like, you know, you get a, a mile or two in and you're like, it's just not my day. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost that you got to go more off effort and, you know, maybe rewrite some goals in the morning or in that moment. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of hang in there and, you know, develop some grittiness out of that. Right. Right. Just being able to hang in when you're not necessarily having your best day. <laughs> um, so are you currently training for anything? I mean, I know races are canceled right now, yeah. but in general. <laughs> um, not right now. Uh, I was training for a track season. I had a, a 5K lined up and a, a 1500 right. for this spring, but obviously that didn't pan out. So since then, it's just been kind of a nothing. Just, <laughs> no, yeah. You know, I have my, my general skeleton I follow. I try to do some sort of intensity, you know, at least once a week and then one day a week that's a little bit longer than the rest. But other than that, there's nothing too specific right now, yeah. especially since I tripped off a little bit of a, a tendon issue. You know, I'm trying to be a little careful with that. But Calm that down. Will you do a track season again next year? Is that like your main focus right now? Yeah, that's what I love to do. I love, love lacing up the spikes and just yeah. really getting after it. <laughs> um, so that, that's, that's my main focus. Plus, I having some injuries in the past, in fact, I didn't quite – reach my peak in college or high school. So I feel like there's some unfinished business I want to take care of yet before I really That's awesome. venture out. Um, yeah, there's just nothing like lacing up the spikes and just getting after it. I yeah, just yeah. 
That's awesome. I forgot that part. I I mean, I knew that, but like that's where kind of similar because same thing. I just did an indoor track season. Did you do indoor at all this year or no? Were you just going to do outdoor? Uh, Not this year. Okay. Uh, So in St. Louis, you have to drive like an hour. Oh, to get a ticket. And so in most years I've done it. Um, but this year is I just, I didn't want to make the drive. You're getting ready to move. You're like, I'll wait till I get to Colorado. There'll be lots of races. Yeah, actually there are a lot here. There's, so the air force has some meets and then there's, um, Colorado college has some indoor meets. I think it's, maybe it's the other university here, but yeah, there, there's, you know, a handful of indoor meets that I should be able to get into, which I'm excited about. Yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be a good place to be. Same thing here. Like I was in well, I'm in Wisconsin right now. Might probably won't be when listeners are listening to this, but I had been in North Dakota for the past few years. And when I thought I was maybe going to be doing a track season there, I was like, this is going to be hard to do a track season. I'm going to have to drive. <laughs> like yeah. there's only going to be a handful that are close by. So I was very thankful. I have plenty in my hometown, even here in Wisconsin. So that was super nice. Um, but going back to, you said you have some unmet you know, unmet business, unmet goals. Do you feel comfortable sharing that or where those lie? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess they're, they're not like super defined. Yeah. I just know there's a lot more in the tank that hasn't been tapped into yet. Yeah. Um, so right now my PR is, uh, seven, what is it? seventeen thirteen for the 5k. Okay. Um, which is respectable, but you know, I know there's something well under 17. Right. Rearing to go. Yeah. When, when the time's <laughs> right. Uh, and I think I've had, you know, I've been close to that fitness level before, but like last spring, I, I was ready to PR. Yeah. But I, you know, a, a, a track meet is not like a road race where you can sign up the, the day right. of, like yes. the night before. <laughs> uh, and I, I, for some reason, I just kept putting off registering for this, this track race. <laughs> And it was like the night that the registration was due and I missed it by like a couple hours. I was like, oh, oh dang it. I was like, I, I know I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Uh, so I had to find another road race and like that same weekend, which ended up good, ran fairly well, but ran by myself the whole time and <laughs> ran a road PR at least and was closing in on my, my track PR. I was within like 10 seconds. Okay. On the roads by myself. Like that's good. Ah, so frustrating. Right. But yeah, something well under seventeen is kind of kind of the goal for the five k. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Fifteen. I don't. I don't know. It's just that's something I just like enjoy. That's okay. one of my favorite races. Fifteen yeah. mile. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So the five k is kind of the more the main focus, like or at least goal wise. But then throw in some 15s as well basically yeah yeah I, I think they're nice to just get something faster in yeah you know leading up to a, a 5k yeah. yeah get that that leg speed under you and yeah and get going what um what was I gonna say oh um and you're younger correct because you just got out of school if you don't mind me asking how how old are you <laughs> sure 28 28 okay okay so two years younger than me all right, we're, we're somewhat similar. Do you feel like, do you have like this idea that there's like a cap on your, you know, your physical limits or like not, not a cap on your physical limits, a, a timeline that you're trying to outrun right now? Like it's going gotcha. to run out soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, so there's a, there's a guy I know in St. Louis, actually there's several uh, that are kind of older and they still get out and they just throw down in any 5k they enter no matter how competitive um so i don't know i mean at least you know maybe if we got to put a hard number to at least like by 35 okay you know if i'm not you know i might just maybe reach out to a psychologist or something to like help me (laughs) let go of this yeah yeah. (laughs) if i still haven't gotten there by then um but i imagine in the next few years you know i feel like the last couple years i've really started to figure things out you know, for myself and have been, had a lot more consistency in training. Yeah. Um, a lot more refined understanding how I can get from point A to point B without killing myself, essentially. Yes. Uh, and hammering all the time. Uh, so I think in the next few years, I mean, we, sh- we should see that happen. Yeah. No, and I just asked because um, I know I shared briefly with you, but you know, one of my biggest goals and the reason even for this podcast is, you know, I'm making it the whole theme is this 
this idea that I, you know, set out on a, about a year ago and I was like, did I reach my potential in the mile? Like, or 1500, it can be either like whatever, but I mean, then you got to adjust the time. But like, I just felt like I never reached my potential in anything, but I love the mile. And I was just like, could I break five minutes? Is that possible? Like, but I have this over, like, over, like, um, what am I trying to say? Overhanging like doubt that like, I'm past my peak, like hang it up, Kristen. Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe you should move on to longer distances. I don't know about the mile. Can I really like, I, and now after racing some miles, I was like, oh man, like that was, this is hard. I mean, like that, that's fast. Like, can I, can I go under five? And I, I mean, I've shared with people, I'm like, I'm not fully convinced. I'm not at the place of being convinced. I'm convinced I can get in the five O's. Like, I know I can get there, but, but there is this like idea of there being a, a time limit and that, well, there is like, I know there's in a way, yeah. but you know, um, but what is that? And what, you know, in, obviously the shorter the race, you know, in the mile, there is some truth to that. Like your right. speed is running out currently, <laughs> um, as we speak, but, um, have you ever, have you ever heard of anyone like, you know, in their, I guess, early thirties, mid thirties hitting like mile PRs or anything like that? <laughs> I don't think I can say that I have. However, I don't know many people that have tried to do that either. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, do we know for sure that that's out of your wheelhouse? I don't think so. Right. I say go for it. Right. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you're still not that old. Like, no. (laughs) And the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter if I go for it and I find out, okay, like 515 even is all I got at this age. Okay, fine. (laughs) like 508 yeah. like whatever I, mean, I guess you could always look at like a like a Bernard Lagat, you know tearing it up at an elite level 38 years old or 40 or whatever it was or yeah. is. um so I mean can it happen absolutely I think so right and I think like you were saying I'm saying like if we're like oh there we didn't reach our potential like like that means that if we if you didn't reach your potential in college then there was a little bit more of a ceiling you know a higher ceiling there and so even if it's gone, your speed is, you've lost a tiny bit of speed now, like there's still a, a ceiling to go, to go up to. So yeah, what I like to think. So we'll find out. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's still a mile. Like it's not, it's not like an 800 or below where yeah. there's a lot of top end speed that comes into play. So right. yeah. Big aerobic piece there to, to capitalize on. To still to still have. <laughs> and I, I feel like for the overall, you know, theme and what I want to, I don't know what I'm all about in general is just like, why not go after your crazy dreams in any part of your life? Right. Like it doesn't make you any less of a person or it's not going to, it's, it's not going to do any, it's not, it's not going to do anything bad. Like there's only good that can come out of it. So, um, but, and do you feel that way with your, you know, 1500, your 5k, do you have like, you just really want to know what you're capable of, what your body limits are? Where's that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and just, you know, I just hope that wherever that is, if I get there, like, there's not a lot more than I want. Because <laughs> I, I feel like every time, and, and it's probably going to work out this way that, you know, you're going to get there and you're like, oh, there's a little bit more. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a couple more seconds there. <laughs> that, that's just how it always goes. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Hopefully yeah. that'll be fulfilling. Yeah, like where do the unmet goals end? Like, do you meet that goal and then, well, then do you move on to half marathon marathon or where do you foresee? Do you foresee yourself always having goals with running or is this just like a 5k goal? (laughs) Uh, There'll probably, probably be more. I mean, I already, I've run a couple half marathons and right on the cusp of breaking 80 minutes. Um, So that's a threshold I definitely want to cross as well. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I personally don't have a huge desire for a marathon. I don't know if that will become a desire ever. Um, but I also, I partially feel like, okay, if I meet these track goals, will I always have like, for me, running is very much a lifestyle, but it also is for competing purposes. Like, and if I meet my running goals and how about my running time start to go down in a way, will I keep running at the same degree? I don't know. I have considered myself like, would I pick up another sport that I could 
just for like the challenge of becoming better at something. I don't know if it will always be running or maybe switch to triathlon. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I want to, now that I'm in Colorado, I went to, there's a, an area like 20 or 30 minutes North of where we live now that has like some open tracks for cross country skiing. Okay. Yep. I want to get into that next winter. Oh yeah. Yeah. See what happens. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I've done some cross-country um, skiing. I went to, where I went to college, undergrad, there's actually, um, a, you know, a cross-country skiing program that was pretty big there, um, connected with, like, the running coaches I had when I was there. They were connected with the ski team, too. So it was, yeah, it was a, a good program. And so I got to go out skiing a few times, too. So it's a good sport, for nice. sure. <laughs> Should do it. Um what what else back to your I guess back to your goals to like let's dig in if I don't know if there's more to dig into there but you even mentioned you're like okay if at age 35 I haven't met my goals like and I'm still going after it like I have to go talk to a psychologist or or something you're you're just alluding to like your you know being so crazy that you think you can keep going after your goals correct basically yeah I I mean probably yeah to a degree but also just like being so fixated on it like to let it go would just be like just really bring me down for a long time yeah yeah and and I feel like at some point I'd want to try and do it again you know regardless of the age like I just I don't there's something that I'm like fixated (laughs) on there um that I feel like I would need some help getting getting (laughs) through (laughs) (laughs) have you had anyone in your life that's like why do you want this so much or why are you or or not really (laughs) Beyond, you know, maybe some family that just doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, most of my friends are pretty active or also run and yeah, probably get naturally. it. And, yeah. <laughs> naturally, your your friends become, I mean, yeah, the runners you're with become your friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to ask? I just had something pertaining to that. Um do you, oh, I know what I was going to say. Do you feel like going after goals in your running career and your running life make you a better person in like, say your career itself or other parts of your life? Um, or do you think it does distract from, you know, your life in general? I'll tell you just what I feel, but yeah. I feel like it's a little bit of both. Okay. So <laughs> in, in terms of just life in general, I think I'd be in trouble with my wife if I said it doesn't get me in trouble at times. <laughs> and she's going to listen to this. So, no. yeah. uh, but as far as professionally, I think it's been a, a great learning experience um, for myself to then um, carry that over with patients or as well as just being like an example, you know, for patients, like either a, like it's not over, you can still get after it or b like, hey, I'm having some success and I've like really pulled back the reins. Like you don't need to hammer every single day. Like, yeah, but let's modify some things. And like, it, it does work. Right, know? right. So it's, I think it, it's a little bit of both, you know, there, there's some good things about it and there's, you know, maybe some not so good things about it at times, but yeah. overall, I, I really try to keep a good balance. You know, people outside of me might have some different opinions on how well <laughs> I do that, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think um, it's obviously helpful for what we do with working with runners that if we are runners ourselves, like we can only, it, we can only share from our experiences and the runners we work with are going to trust us a lot more when we be like, oh, I understand. Like I've done, you know, the same thing, like, or this, this is what you want to do. They're going to trust us a lot more than if not. Um, but from the other stand side of things, for me, um, as far as with the training in general, I've always felt like, like when I got back into running, I feel like I was like adding the structure of running into my life and having goals in my running life. I always feel like has transferred over into my, my professional life, anything else in my life. And it actually made me better in those regards. Like, I feel like having that structure makes me better, but also like just having big goals makes me do like the same with my business and the same in my personal life and things. So for me, I don't know. I've, I've realized that before. And especially when I went to get back into running, um, cause for me, I, I haven't, I didn't keep running right. I, I ran to a degree, but I didn't start to try to get competitive again until really last year. Um, 
and I felt like it made me more focused in all parts of my life. So I didn't know if you feel like that's the same for you or it's kind of the balance, like you said, like in a way, but also it can get in the way of things as well. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I've always been, even at like, I didn't really have, other than like a three month kind of layoff of running after my collegiate career where I just biked for that summer. Yep. I've really been on a pretty structured program with just little breaks here and there, like between seasons. Um, so I haven't had like extended period where like, I'm not training for anything. I'm just doing this for health and wellness. Um, yeah. So I think hard for me to say for sure. Okay. So you've been training, you feel like basically. Yeah. Okay. So it's, yeah, always been training. It hasn't just been health and wellness for your own. Yeah. For your own health and feeling good. So yeah, no, I took a good break and a lot of that had to do with a lot of injuries. So Yes. Lots, lots to learn there. Um, what do you feel like, and this can be from, you know, coaching other athletes. So how long have you been coaching other athletes? Did you just start doing that or have you always done it, done it for a while? That was maybe closing on a year and a half. Okay. Ish. Cool. So I mean, not, not too long really. Yeah. What, what made you get into that or what, um, did you always know you were going to do that too? I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think it largely stemmed from, you know, when someone comes and sees us, like, it's too late. Right, yes. Like, so I think it's more of me trying to get on the front end of things and and help people out in that manner. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, and it just ties right into what you're doing as a PT, too. When you, yeah. It all goes together. Um, so in your time of coaching athletes, but also being an athlete, being around other athletes, what do you feel like is the most um, important ingredient for success, either in yourself or in others that you have seen have big success in running? What What do you think are either the one key or if there's a couple keys to like the, the athletes that stand out, the ones that, you know, really achieve their big goals? I would say consistency in their progression. Yep. So they are every week of every year, they are doing something and then you look over the course of the year like at the end of the year they're, they're doing more than they did the year previously yeah and they you know have have it figured out within their own ecosystem that you know they can be injury relatively injury free and just continue to progress over the you know a, a year or two span yeah and i think those people just inevitably you know just see drastic improvements yeah so like slowly loading more but also important part what you said like in staying injury free so i feel like that's such a big thing or people want to try to push the bubble faster so then get you know faster 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 <laughs> and get you know faster faster but then if they get injured like then that's not consistency that's going to bring you back down yeah. so if you're constantly on that injury roller coaster it's just so hard to get faster so i know for me i'd rather ramp them up slower if we need to just so you can like you know stay consistent and not take that time off from running yeah for sure I know what I wanted to go back on something you had said before um like when I had asked you about the keys that you see you know runners out there doing wrong or that they could do better and you had mentioned doing you know their highest intensity with their lowest intensity was that were you saying that what did you mean by that? I guess I wanted to go back on that. Yeah. So if you look at, I don't know, so like, like their, their highest intensity day, and I'm just going to make up an example here. Like their high, highest intensity day is maybe they're running like a, a six thirty minute mile. And what they do on their easiest day is only like a seven thirty or eight. You know, th there, there's not a big, in between there they're kind oh, of just yes. always doing the same thing all the time yeah they're not letting their body truly recover by running slower and they're not truly stimulating some really good adaptation to the cardiovascular system musculoskeletal or muscular you know whatever system you want to be addressing they're not hitting as much of that as they could and they're just kind of hanging out in this middle ground this like gray area you really don't want to be in yeah yeah. Okay. That totally makes sense. I got, I got confused at, at first. Like I figured something like that, but I was like, what? I actually thought you meant like they're pairing like their highest intensity with their lowest intensity days. And then, but that totally makes sense. Yes. And we, I mean, we see that all the time. Um, 
I'm, I've been helping my, my sister out right now. And she's just, she, she texted me the other day and she's like, Oh, I, you know, she did like a 5k, you know, I feel like people love to run 5k's right. Like for even their distance. And it was like at 745 pace, you know? And I mean, I barely run at that pace for my easy days and I run all the time and she's just going out as a recreational run. I was like, okay, we got to slow that down. Um, but getting people to under, understand that, um, as well as hard, but yeah, that, 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 the difference between saying, yeah, an easy run. Yeah. And their repeats is just very close and there should be that should take your easy day easy so that you can go hard on your hard days. Um, so that totally makes sense and is yes, very seen out there a lot. Um, for sure. Awesome. Cool. I'm glad I remembered to come back to that. Um, just a couple more questions here. We're, we're, we're almost wrapping up. Um, since you said you do love to do the 1500, you know, mile, whatnot, any advice on running the mile? Like, what do you think makes a good mile race or the best races you've had? Any like strategies or tactics about it? Yeah, I think the mile gets to be short enough that it doesn't have to be purely a negative split. Like when I look at like 5k or, or longer, I try to be really conservative yeah. the first mile or two or, you know, depending on the distance. And then you kind of pick it up from there and finish, you know, faster. Um, and the mile, I feel like some of my best races, I've always, you know, you got, you got to get out that, that first lap. And then, you know, it's generally not feeling too bad if you're fit and yep. you run that first lap appropriately and you do, you know, you can get through the second one pretty well. It's that third one that has always killed. Yep. <laughs> but it, you know, it's just, you know, you got to break it up and just get to the 200 and then you get around to that third, third lap and then you're home free. Then it's just you gotta close. Yeah, um, that's kind of how how I approach it. You know, you, you get out, you kind of settle, hang in, set on that second lap. You have a little push in that third, and then you just close for the final. Yeah, no, I like that, and I think, like you said, it's important. That was something I had to learn again when I started getting back into the mile after like nine years of not doing. It was like my first one. I was like, okay, I'm gonna be like, be smart when you go out. And I didn't go with like I didn't get out hard enough and you're lost. If you don't get out hard enough, you're out of the race from the get go. Right. So yeah, it's like, you can go out hard, like those first two laps, like you said, you're not, you're not really going to start to feel tired or whatnot. The first two laps, but yeah, that third lap for sure. Kind of more just hanging on, right. Like you just gotta hang on. And, yeah. that, and then, that third lap becomes kind of a make it or break it. Yeah. And a lot of times you, if you can hang on, you're going to run well, but if you right. let yourself fall off, you're going to be really disappointed. Right. And anyone can run, I mean, to a degree, you, anyone can close, you know, last 400, like just, it's a 400, like mentally, that's just like, okay, 400. But, but that, that third lap getting through that and staying strong for sure. Awesome. Cool. All right. Last question. Um, and this is a question I like to ask everyone on this show. What is your breaking five moment? What has been your breaking five moment? Either that can be I mean, hopefully, I think we know what it will be, right? We can foresee, but what has it been so far for you? Or if you've coached someone or been around someone that has had one, um, what has been your breaking five moment? <laughs> uh, can we use the moment I broke five? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. yes. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty cool. Uh, so it was my junior year of high school. Um, I, I mean, workouts would indicate my fitness was right there, right on the brink of it. Yep. So I mean, that, that was the goal. And I just wanted to have that confidence going into my senior year that, you know, you're, you're if you break five, you know, you're just on a different level. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's only one time. <laughs> but, you know, I'd run like five O's, five teens, just like couldn't put it together in the race. And at, at districts, and it was going to be my last race, I didn't, wasn't going to be able to qualify for sectionals ran like 520 like so disappointed oh, you're just like what the heck? Same time, like just so frustrated yeah and that was saturday figured you know it's over you know <laughs> um we'll do it next season didn't do anything sunday monday um was supposed to do a a mile for that got pushed off for this like cardio fitness class that i was in for okay. kind of like credit for that semester yeah and I was like I'm gonna do it today <laughs> what 
So I'm basically in gym class, <laughs> running it by myself. Oh my gosh. Like, because the whole other class was doing something else because they had already done it, but the teacher let me postpone it since I was in track season. Yeah. Um, so I warmed up, laced up, ran it, came across, it was 459 point something. And that was on my watch for a week. Like I did not. <laughs> not <delete>. clearing this. <laughs> I, I took a picture of it. It's I think it's on my old computer still. <laughs> it, I mean, it was such like an amazing moment to do it after the season by myself. Yeah. It almost meant it meant that much more. Right. In that, in that situation. So. That's awesome. I love that. That that's a great breaking five moment. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like you. I love that you know, for one, you go and you kind of, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this, but blow up like 520, right? If you're trying to break five, isn't very good. So like mentally, that's just going to mess with you. Like, oh, like, okay. Like, yeah, I'm not even anywhere close. And then you go and do it by yourself and just, you're like, no, I'm fit. I can do this. And yeah. Do you think there was like, I, I guess like a, I don't know, was there a mindset part of like the racing with other people at that point that, you think it was better that you did it by yourself or what um or was it just you were so determined you're like this is happening <laughs> i think it was i think there was a little bit of kind of racing others i think that i was just a little immature in my racing career yeah um to truly you know capitalize and do well there yeah um combined with kind of like a it's a do or die situation right <laughs> Cause it was, wait, it was your junior year or your, yeah. The junior year. Junior yeah. Year, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're just like, this has to happen. I know I'm capable of it. Like, yeah. plus we had, so I, I mentioned earlier, we had a, like a group of five guys for, for cross country and we had some big goals and all four of the other guys were well under five <laughs> and we had, we would make up like these saints. We, we were called P5 because okay. our coach okay. came up with this idea of like, project five like hey if you have five solid runners like yeah you're gonna be a pretty good cross-country team yep that's what you need to score um so we come up with these sayings like p5 like da 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 da, whatever some of them are kind of i don't know probably not appropriate for this podcast but (laughs) (laughs) i don't care no i mean guys so (laughs) we came up with some ridiculous stuff but one of them was we're all under five dot 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 sorta i was like (laughs) oh (laughs) that it you know i just you know i gotta put that to rest like not cool so. you were the sort of of the whole yeah. <laughs> head of- i was the one holding this back <laughs> but then you did it what about next year the following year then did you like did were you breaking five all the time by your senior year or where where were you at then um i think actually i only did it a couple times but i didn't okay. run the mile as much as i should have okay so we had a solid four by eight that year Okay. And I don't know how it is where, where were you in high school? Oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. I don't know what Wisconsin's rules are, but in Missouri, you can only have two people per event on the varsity level. Okay. So I got thrown in the four by eight a lot, but was not a top two in kind of the other distance events. So I ran like just the four by eight a lot and didn't get as much um, of the other exposure to the other stuff. So I only really had a, couple of chances oh that yeah unfortunately um but that's a discussion for you know yeah that's done better about that season um looking back at that but yeah I don't remember uh, I can't I don't remember our rules in Wisconsin I don't remember I don't think it was that strict pretty sure it wasn't no you could put more than two I think in maybe at least four but um but yeah well I'm glad you broke it and yet you weren't the sort of anymore <laughs> that and how cool to do it on your own like that is yeah that's definitely a memorable moment for sure awesome cool well thank you for sharing so much um first off is there anything else you would want to to share that our listeners would want to know anything about you know anything more about your breaking five moment anything more as about an athlete just to you know be a better runner um, or anything from a PT stand side of things that we did not cover? <laughs> uh, you know, not really, nothing specifically, just kind of reiterating the overarching themes of, you know, stay positive, be patient, like, you know, get strong because you are strong. You, you know, you're an adaptable human being, like you can do whatever you set your mind to. Yes. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you. 
Awesome. And lastly, where can our listeners find you at? Sure. Um, so my email is runmental at gmail.com. Um, you can also reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram at runmental. Um, those are two probably the best places. Perfect. Um, and then if I can give a little shout out for the Making Strides podcast. Yes, yes. I, I did want you to do that. A Talk about it. <laughs> who's up in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, also a PT and coach. So, Yeah, so he's starting a podcast. Like we both have started around the same time, really. So Making Strides podcast. So keep a lookout for that because it's, you didn't release an episode quite yet, right? Or you did one? We did, yes. Okay. Uh, what's today? Wednesday. So Monday was our official release day. Okay. Three episodes up literally just released so go check that out and is it is it a podcast for runners or for running clinicians uh we try to get more towards the recreational um, non-clinician non-coach yes runner. awesome perfect so yes another running podcast that you guys can go check out listen on runs listen while you're doing chores around the house um yeah just become become smarter in all things running and hopefully get to hear from a bunch of clinicians and, and runners so Awesome. And do you prefer to be contacted on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or email? What's your preferred method? Either work. Either um, really. I'm probably most receptive to Instagram. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm probably on the most. Perfect. So, so awesome. So yes, go follow him. Um, and if you have any questions for him, for me after the show, please let us know. Um, any feedback, let us know. That would be great. Well, thank you so much again. Um, it was awesome chatting. I'm sure we'll chat more and maybe we'll bring you on again sometime. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Awesome. See ya. See ya. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally Breaking Five, just a breaking five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their breaking five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.